Hi, I'm Azzy. Hi, I'm Bali, and welcome to, to the, the Dietitian, Dietitian Frequency. Frequency. Yeah. <laughs> we have I'll a really great guest today. We do. We do. We had so much fun filming this. Mm. We're definitely going to have Abby back. <laughs> that's not even that's not even a question. She's not coming a question. back. Yeah. She's definitely coming back. So we've got Abby. She doesn't like to call Abby Gilson Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Rather Abby or otherwise known as an Abby a day on Instagram. Which I actually love that handle. Like it's, it's it makes sense. Like an apple a day and Abby a day yeah. <laughs> makes life better. Exactly. Which is very cool. And we spoke about, I mean, weight loss, weight loss trends. Mm. Uh, I think we even touched a little bit on women's health, but yeah. mostly weight loss trends and, um, you know, some of the burning questions that a lot of people have when it comes to weight loss. Can yeah. you can you burn fat only in your stomach while keeping everything <laughs> else there? You know what I mean? Like, it was really, yeah, it was cool. It was yeah. a really great episode. Yeah. So, here we go. Another one. Yeah. Here's Abby. And then, I think, yeah, weight loss is one of those, again, subjects that everybody has to say. So, Abby will take us through it all. And yeah, super fun. Yeah, I mean, from a dietitian's perspective, there's this there's this nutrition science backing. It's not her mm. opinion; it's purely science. This is all just for us to educate everyone listening mm. to hear it from a professional to to say that weight loss might just not be that one thing that you've been drinking. It's mm. much more than that. So <laughs> much more. <laughs> okay, so we actually want to ask you about specific terms that you use within your practice, especially when it comes to the accurate terms regarding weight loss, because we know weight loss is a generic term, but there's a lot of different components that come with weight loss. So um, other than, um, you know, the fat loss, we know that there's the muscle and the bone, actual density that make up your weight. Mm. So uh, when you communicate weight loss to your clients, how do you explain that to them? And are there any practical ways, for example, if you have body composition kinds of scales that you use within your practice that actually can show them how their weight is kind of distributed? Mm. So, yeah, like as you mentioned, we, we know that weight is comprised, you know, of so much more than just that one number on the scale. And it is crazy to see how people are so caught up on a one number that they see on the scale. And, you know, last year when I was working in a practice, I did have a body composition scale. So one of the cool in-body ones where that shows, you, you know, like it gives you a weight and then it gives you everything that that's like what that actually shows, you know, like your hydration, your muscle mass, your fat percentage, your bone density, even it tells you everything. So that was such a cool, like, you know, way to measure people's progress and really show them exactly what's going on. Mm. And I cannot even tell you guys that even though like some people, you know, like sometimes your weight would go up, but you know, even if I sat them down, I was like, look at the numbers over here. You can still see that, you know, like your hydration's come up, your bone density has come up, your muscle mass has come up, but your fat mass has come down. So yes, you've gained weight, but it's like the most positive weight gain you could ever, ever want. Mm. And, you know, because you've lost, you know, fat mass, you're still feeling looser in your clothes. You know, you're still feeling more comfortable, you know, moving around and, you know, doing your exercise, you're feeling stronger. Yeah. And these people would have such a mental block and be like, you know what, I've gained weight though. It's mm. not, it's not good. Like something's wrong here, you know? Mm. And it is so crazy to just try to break through, like break through to them on that and be like, you know what? 
you need to actually see the positives through that. You know, like the, the one way that you can really start to actually break through that like, mentality of people is just having them consistently keep meeting that. So even if they see their weight going up and up and up, but they're still, you know, like losing fat mass, I mean, yeah, losing fat mass, gaining muscle mass, all the good things. Eventually, you know, like two months long on, they will start to actually see, you know, like, you know what, that number actually does mean nothing because I am feeling stronger. I am feeling so much healthier. I'm feeling lighter, you know, so that's when they'll actually start to like break that down. But, you know, just to try explain that to someone it's very very difficult you know mm. this year i'm working completely online so obviously now i don't have that amazing scale so now it's a lot harder to actually try to you know convince people that mm. yes your weight might be coming up but i can see that you know you're training so much more it's not like you slipped on your training or anything like it's that it's a prime mm-hmm. example of like how you know like weight really that one number on the scale is made up of so much more than just you know that number that you actually see mm. Wow. That's interesting in terms of online work, yeah. what you're saying, because mm, many people don't mm. see it. So actually physically showing them that, okay, this was how you were when you started and this is mm. the progress that you've made. Mm, mm. It could potentially, I can see how it can be very encouraging yeah. to people. And I think I love what you say about people just feeling better, mm. feeling more energized, because mm. that's one of the things that people actually forget mm. a lot when it comes to their weight loss journey. And that's something that's so important, just feeling better, feeling happier. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, honestly, like people, when they think of like them and their weight loss journey, the only thing that they almost have in their mind to track their progress is their weight. But there's so much more, you know, like being, having more energy throughout the day, sleeping better, having better, like your mood is more stable, you know, like Mm. it's, there's so many other things. Your weight is almost like the last thing that you kind of like use to track that, you know, so it's just, it's really crazy. And I do think that that's something that we need to, you know, like teach people more about that. There is really just so much more, and just that number on the scale that you need to be looking out for when you're on these health journeys. Hundred percent, and I like that you're calling it a health journey as opposed to a, a weight, weight loss, loss journey. journey. Exactly. I mean, it's fine to call a it a, diet, a, yeah. a weight loss journey, but it's what happens then when there's no movement on the yeah. scale? Then you exactly. are so much demotivated, and at, but your gut motility has more has changed so much. You're, you're going to the bathroom easy, and all of that energy levels and all of that. So yeah, yeah. healthy. Jenny, health Jenny. Yeah, it's definitely health yeah. Jenny. I think one of the biggest things that um, uh, whoever is listening right now is when it comes to weight loss is the fat. The, uh, let me control myself. Let me not call them fat diets. The diets out there. <laughs> you can tell us if it's a fat diet or not. The trendy diet. The trend. That's actually the trend. You know, um, Abby, can we tell mm-hmm. you something? Between me and, and Azzy, it's a 10 year difference. So that's where her youth comes really? in. Yeah. Bali, Bali doesn't <laughs> look like she's in her 30s. She does not you look a day over I 30. I promise you, you're going to do like... Way. Yeah, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> 25, okay, 35. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, that is crazy. Okay, yeah, we, continue. We, <laughs> we, we often speak about, um, you know, you, you, these trendy diets, yeah. um, or we, we continuously debunk them and, and say this. But I want to hear from you, and we're going to give you, you know, a couple of those diets, and then you at least maybe give us two or three pros and cons on them and, and your opinion. And I want to be very clear that okay. this will be your opinion based on research, based on your experience, based on the fact that you are such an amazing dietitian. So no one should come for you and say, you said this, it's based on an opinion. But the three pros and cons will be obviously science-based fully. Okay, perfect. Okay. So the first diet is um, keto, ketogenic diet. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to like 
yeah, it's I mean, yeah briefly, you can what, it is, briefly <laughs> what it is and then give us give us pros and cons and you know and, and okay your cool view on it all right so keto is probably yeah it's one of the highest you know well, one of the most popular ones that have been going around lately you know mm-hmm. keto is one of those incredibly high fat diets and incredibly low carb diets so mm-hmm. it's similar to banting in a sense like that because Banting is also very low carb, very high fat. I mean, essentially, banting is keto as well. Mm-hmm. So the pros for that, I guess, is because you're cutting out a whole food group. It's going to be a lower calorie diet. So again, it would be possible to lose weight on that. Okay, that's one pro. Mm-hmm. Let me get to my cons as well. So don't don't come for me yet. <laughs> then I guess another pro that I would say about this is because you are, you know, you're cutting out a whole food group. You're cutting out all of your carbs. You have to have a lot of fat. And you have to have a lot of protein. That's still not enough food on your plate. So I do think that people substitute a lot of non-starchy vegetables instead and a lot of vegetables in general into those meals as well. So I think that's a nice place where, you know, a lot of extra micronutrients can come in there. Okay. Then um, there are also like, there's like some potential research show that, you know, it is a little bit beneficial for people that struggle with uh, insulin sensitivity and then like also regulating your blood sugar. But that is only for people that, you know, do have issues with blood sugar and do have issues with insulin sensitivity. It's not for me and you, people that are completely healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Then my cons for this thing. Okay, so yeah, my biggest one would be with cutting out a whole food group. First of all, mentally, that's not good to cut out a whole food group. Mm-hmm. Second of all, like, Cutting out a whole food group means that you are also then losing a lot of those nutrients that come from there. I mean, all your fibers that come from your legumes, all your grains and everything like that, all the micronutrients, you know, like B vitamins and everything, they are so important and they're largely found in your whole grains and everything like that. So if you're missing out on all of that, it's going to be really, really problematic. So, um, and then also like with the cutting out carbs as well, obviously, you know, carbs are our main fuel source for our brain. So mm-hmm. cutting that out is definitely going to be an issue in the long term for people that aren't, you know, like able to sustain that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all in all for me, I think that it's a very difficult diet to follow. I think there is such a hype about it. So the problem is that I think that, you know, completely healthy people are following it. And I think that's where the problem starts to come in because it's also just like, you know, Everyone tries to follow it. It's incredibly difficult to follow because who doesn't want to go have, you know, like French toast at a restaurant, you know, on a Saturday morning with their girlfriends, you know. So if I can't do that, I would be in big trouble, you know, have like chips with sundowners or something like that. I'd be really, really big. So I find it's a very, very difficult diet to actually consistently follow yeah, no, I can definitely agree. I think that a lot of people also forget when you're cutting out a food group, especially when you're cutting out a food group that's so high in fiber, mm. constipation could be a big mm-hmm. issue. And a lot of people don't pick up on those small cues that show them that they're constipated mm. instead of maybe they're struggling, um, if they're really struggling, mm. they're sitting on the, the toilet's not happening easily. Or just less regular than normal, you less know. regular, exactly. So those kinds of things are also something that people won't necessarily pick up on that, mm. okay, maybe this diet isn't, isn't it's just not doing what needs to be done, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No. Um, and also, I mean, don't forget, it's also like such a high-fat diet, and you know, like, mm. I mean, you know, the fat that they're actually promoting is the saturated fat, you know, it's your, like, yeah bacon it's your full cream dairy products it's Mm. all the cheeses you know so it can be like really really dangerous to consume in high levels so if that's what your main protein sources are going to come from it's going to be problematic if you do that long term yeah and then there is um you know um more diets that we can look in but i'm I'm just thinking about paella yes is it Um, what is it um again and pros and cons on that 
So the paleo diet that, uh, well, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Paleo diet, that's like very much like hunter-gatherer vibes. So it kind of takes everything back to like pre-farming and like pre, I don't, I don't know, like I guess just civilization, pre-McDonald's, pre-all the good things, you know. So basically it's very much like unprocessed foods. So they're basically doing a lot of like uh, very natural products, very like lean meat, fish and all of that. They do also cut out dairy basically completely. They cut out like all the refined products or like any processed products. They've mm. cut out completely. And then also your grains and legumes are very, very limited in that. So like with the pros and cons of that, so in terms of pros, again, they're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables because they're going back to, you know, like all the pre-farming times. So mm. they're eating a lot of their veggies, which is great for micronutrients. Love that for them. And then they're also eating a lot of like their lean proteins, which again, is really nice because they're low in fat. So it's also, again, like not a lot of that saturated fat that we spoke about earlier. Mm. So again, great for you guys. And then they're also doing a lot less of the added sugars, which we know in the same age, everything under the flip and sun has got added sugars in it. Mm. So it's great to actually reduce that and actually be conscious of how much you are consuming. Mm. Then in terms of cons, actually, you know, like obviously in this day and age, like I've just said, everything like so much of our stuff is processed and yeah there's things that are more processed than other things but Mm. it's very very difficult to actually be like you know what i'm not gonna have anything processed i'm only eating like whole foods it's very very difficult in this day and age to actually apply that into your life if you are like we've just used like a teacher example if you're a teacher and you know you actually need to prepare this food that like this meal that might take you an hour to prepare that is probably not going to fit into your life like you're probably not going to be able to make that work Mm. So that's definitely like a con that I can see in that. Then it comes back to, you know, cutting out those food groups. So again, they cut out dairy completely. So that's definitely going to be problematic for their calcium and their vitamin D intake. Mm. They also limit their grains and their legumes. So again, it's going to be problematic for those micronutrients that you're going to be missing out on and the fiber that you're going to be missing out on. Mm, And I think it's interesting because a lot of people are so focused on trying not to have a processed like processed foods in their diet but they forget that a lot of the foods that are also healthy can be processed mm. i mean the fact that we have canned yeah. and tinned foods those foods are processed but they're still highly nutritious Hello. so that could still like, be missing out on something really exactly important. bread for example it's processed it's not like you're just eating wheat you know like you are eating <laughs> a processed imagine thing. that what are you eating i'm eating bread <laughs> and while you're just eating wheat outside <laughs> in the yeah. field you know? <laughs> <laughs> gonna go get my wheat from my garden like this is not gonna happen you know so in the same age like we do and you know like our even like our breakfast for example if you don't have time to make like eggs on toast every single morning but you can have like all brand flakes for example very very processed but it's amazingly high in like fiber and all your micronutrients as well so a great alternative and a very good example of you know how not all processed foods are the absolute devil you know I do think we need an episode. We'll bring you back every on season two and talk about processed foods and talk about yes. what are they. And it just I think the fear comes from um, lack of knowledge. I think oh. it's just and mm. and misinformation, misinformation a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Uh, somebody, my mentor, who's a dietitian, a long time ago once said that even an apple is processed like a fresh apple. The fact that now it's yeah. in your house, <laughs> there was processes that it went through for it to land up in your house because you don't definitely have an apple tree behind um, at your backyard. Exactly. So exactly. those things, I exactly, think we we'll definitely yeah. have to get into that conversation um, yes. as an episode sure. on its own, 100%. I agree. Now let's actually speak about yes, another diet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're oh, definitely wow. having Abby back. We we are trying to be like so professional over here and here. <laughs> yes, Abby. <laughs> but I guess we did say at the beginning that the conversations here on the Dietitian Frequency podcast are very chilled, very relaxed, and and mm. we we say take us wherever you go. I mean, right now, yeah. whoever is listening to this conversation might just be doing laundry might be driving, might be going to gym, might be dreading themselves, thinking, oh, I don't want to do this. I really want to mm. eat this, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling guilty. But they are hearing three renowned dietitians in South Africa saying, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's literally okay. <laughs> and here, Abby is saying, she's going to put it on a billboard and say everything in moderation. I am <laughs> dying to be driving on a highway in Johannesburg and see that board, literally. <laughs> Like, I would love to see that. That would be like massive on a big highway. Say <laughs> Yes. And it just <laughs> That's the icing on the cake. That's we will need on the our cake. technical team to down these mics because wow. Well, <laughs> oh good stuff, guys. Let's look at the next diet. Um so intermittent fasting. Walk us through it pros cons and what it exactly it is because right, i think so people also forget there's different types uh, of intermittent fasting that you can cool find. okay yeah sure i mean the most like general one you know that i think everyone knows is it just skipping breakfast because you wake up late or is it the whole diet that is the question i guess that's the anal person <laughs> no you just skip breakfast there <laughs> already intermittent fasting <laughs> I mean, sometimes I wake up at nine and, you know, and eat at 11 or 12. Does that mean I'm also not intermittent fasting? But hey, same. Let me not trigger people that I'm listening to this. It's your intermittent fasting. subconsciously. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, basically intermittent fasting is then when you are skipping out on one or more meals throughout the day and you basically have like a window for when you are going to be eating. And, yeah, you know, like there's different... I guess, windows available. So I think there's, I mean, I don't even know what the splits are. I think it's something like 12-12 and then like 8-16 and then like even crazier ones like 12-8 or something where, I don't know, like maths and stuff, you know. But, um, you know, it always adds up to 24, obviously. And, you know, your window basically gets smaller and smaller of happiness where you can actually. So that's intermittent fasting. <laughs> and my, <laughs> my pros, I mean, if I had to think, I would have to think really hard to find some pros for this. But I guess, again, if you're thinking of it at like, you know, if you're looking at it from like a weight loss perspective, then again, if you're missing out on certain meals of a day, yes, you're going to be eating less calories. Again, is that super healthy for everyone? I don't think so. So that's each their own, you know. But as a professional, and I would think that people would, you know, think, of, you know, value my opinion, I guess. I would say I don't think that that's a great, you know, way for people to be living on a day-to-day life um i know for me for example there's no way like my body like will wake me up before nine o'clock because it's like girl we need to eat like we are hungry as heck you better mm-hmm. get to the kitchen right now and make something so for me i could never intermittent fast and that's just me personally i know a lot of people that can do that and you know if it works into your life that's not a problem but again like i want to be able to go for you know like a spontaneous breakfast with my girlfriend so i want to be able to go for like a sundowner mm. and have whatever i want and not have to think about oh my god is it in my window is it not in my window mm. can i eat this you know so for me it just wouldn't wouldn't work so yeah I, that's why like that was another pro and like the one other pro that i could think of is that you know it can work well for some people you know like people mm. that are traveling a lot or maybe people that are really busy like in business meetings all day and you know they only have time to like, I don't know, you know, whatever, you know, 
time-wise, I think it can work well for some people, but for sure, most people, I think it's very, very difficult for them to follow through on. Mm. Cons, that would be a big con for me, is that it is very difficult for other people to follow through on. Those strict windows, I feel like it just gives a lot of, you know, again, like that super strict mentality when it comes to like food and everything. I just don't think that food needs to be so like black and white and have Mm. so many rules attached to it Mm. because I really do think something that we're eating for the rest of our life, why do I need to be like... (laughs) scared of what I'm eating or when I'm eating or all these things, you know. Mm. And you are going to be eating every day for the rest of your life. You really are. And you're going to be guilty exactly. for the rest of your life. You're going to be trying, you know, so mm-hmm. 100%. So it's just a conversation that, again, I'm glad we are having this conversation here on the Dietitian Frequency. Welcome to the Dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> We're really going to outplay. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> To the dietitian frequency. <laughs> Do you notice that um, whenever we're saying that, we even change the voice? Our voice goes like deeper. <laughs> I know. It's like that silky smooth voice. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I love it. Oh, but I think with, yeah, okay. with intermittent fasting, before we move on to the next diet, mm. the main thing I think also is like you said, when it's so restrictive, we also start to go into that disordered eating behavior. It's borderline. Mm, mm. It's borderline, yeah. yeah. Especially for someone who has disordered eating practices or even people who might have certain conditions, like mm. they're diabetic and stuff. It, it can really not be mm. the best um, diet to offer. 100%. Mm. So, I yes. mean, I know this is going to uh, like deviate a little bit from this, but I saw something... Um, it was on Instagram from another dietitian the other day, and it was it was just like so true. You know how like intuitive eating isn't. It's not like it's like a fad diet, but it's the you know like a way of eating. And a lot of there's been a lot of hype about intuitive eating, mm. which is just where you know like you eat when your body tells you you're hungry, and you stop eating when your body tells you you're full. Mm. And there's been a lot of hype about that, you know. And um, I saw something where it says you know as someone who's recovering from an eating disorder, that's actually you can't just jump straight into that because your body actually doesn't even know when it's hungry and when it's full. So if you had to rely on that, you'd almost mm. jump straight back into, you know, like that same disordered pattern. You wouldn't actually be able to break out of that. Mm. So that's where, you know, even something that is like more of a lifestyle, like change, it, it still doesn't work for everyone. You need to still work closely with people, depending on like what your struggles are and what, you know, like the, the problems that you have. Mm. I couldn't agree more. I think the first time I was introduced to intuitive eating and that lifestyle, uh, as a dietitian myself, I, it, it, it's it's like, oh, it's just no-brainer, you know. You need to listen to your body, hunger mm. cues, and all of that. Mm. And then, but quickly I was like, but wait, what about somebody who has switched off or not mm. even intentionally, but has had their hunger cues and thirst cues and all of that switched off for the longest of time? How then do they jump into yeah. intuitive um, eating? Because mm. then it can, it can go south very quickly. I'm hungry now, two minutes Thank later. I'm hungry now. Maybe my dietitian said so I must listen to my hunger cues. There we go. So uh, again, Fish, something yeah. as fantastic as intuitive um, eating, one can say um, it, it's going to work. It has to work. It will work, but it doesn't yeah. mean it will work for everyone. Mm, and it might mean mm, uh, mm. incorporating different approaches at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes you'll find that uh, certain professionals will be stuck in one way of yes. doing things, yes. but sometimes you need to kind of use a... a bunch of different approaches yes. until you find what works for the person in front of you mm. because not everyone's going to exactly. be the same mm. not everyone's going to be the same and i think this is also speaking to us as professionals ourselves you know to be more uh, versatile yeah and more 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 fluid and flexible to uh, that's why it's important to sit with 
virtually or physically sit with each person, each client, mm. and understand their circumstances. And when their circumstances change, you then adapt yeah. and be flexible mm-hmm. as a professional yourself. Now, this brings me to an issue that we often have. Um, I just don't want to lose that, that thought. Yes. Whereby a doctor says, um, you are obese truly and you need to lose weight. And, or they say, um, you've got high BMI, you need to lose weight. Mm. You need to lower your... In fact, not even you need to lose weight. You need to lower, lower your BMI. BMI. That is, for me, a loaded, loaded statement. Because where, do we even, where, where does truly even begin? Sorry, I'm making an example with a truly name. But mm. I want to put a person to it. Where does that person even begin? So if, as professionals, we give such loaded statements... I mean, so what's your thoughts on that, Abby? Um, what's your thoughts sure. on those yeah. statements? Yeah. So, like, first of all, it's like, yeah, it, it's so crazy how, yeah, sometimes doctors will just, you know, give such, like, a shell shock almost and be like, cool, go on your way now. And but I'm not, like, not helping you anymore. Shame. But, I mean, obviously, like, workload with doctors, I totally understand. So, like, it, it is it, it is what it is sometimes. So, sometimes we do have people sitting in front of us and they're just like, we don't even know where to start what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, just to unpack your question, you also said something like, you know, like, you've got a high BMI, you need to reduce that. People sometimes don't even know what BMI is. And yes, like BMI isn't the most accurate accurate indicator of, you know, like your overall health. But for sure, if you are incredibly overweight, you need to reduce your weight because there can be serious, serious implications to your life if you actually don't manage to get that under control. Mm. So because that is such a serious issue in your life, that means you need to get your information from the right place. You know, you, that doesn't mean, you know, Googling 1,500 calorie and following that plan that you find off the internet from some other dietitian. doesn't mean asking your friends and family, oh, you lost five kgs one December. What did you do then? You know, mm-hmm. doesn't mean going on TikTok and following all the like, what do I eat in a day videos and everything like that. You've got a serious issue in your hands. You need to go to the right people to actually like sort that out ASAP. So, you know, means reaching like I would then say go to a professional in the field which is obviously then a dietitian or a dietitian nutritionist like you mentioned so I would strongly suggest actually trying to find one that you actually think that you'll get along with Mm. and find one that you're on the same page with Mm. because you know do your research on it if you can find a friend that's actually like had experience with a dietitian try reach out to that person and see if you would actually get on with that you know because I really do believe that you know you two are going to be working so close together on, you know, like whatever you need to be doing to actually like get your weight under control, whether it's like certain medical conditions and you've got certain medical guidelines that you need to put into place, you know, in terms of your nutrition from that, mm-hmm. you're going to be working very, very closely to actually get you to that point where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So that means you need to be on the same page. I feel like you need to gel with that person as well. So, you know, do your research. If you find them, even reach out to them and say, hey, can we have like a 10-minute call, a five-minute call just to see how we are both feeling each other and how if we're both on the same page of, of how we're going to get to that end goal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. And then once you've found this like right dietitian for you, then let's say, you know, you go through your sessions with that person. You've decided now these are the ways that you're going forward. Then you actually need to put the work in to getting those results. Because mm-hmm. even once you've had your consult with that person or that dietitian, even if you get a meal plan from that dietitian, that doesn't mean suddenly you're going to lose 10 kgs. You need to put in the work and it's going to be freaking hard. You know, whether you're losing 5 kgs, whether you're losing 25 kgs, it's going to be tough. But, you know you need to put that work into actually figure it out. Your dietitian is there to always support you. So if you are really struggling with that plan, if you are too hungry, if that plan is too restrictive, if there are other problems with that, take that back to your dietitian and say, these are the issues that I'm having. Please, can you actually alter this and fix this so that 
I'm able to actually give this plant 110% so that I can actually become like come out of here healthier and the better me, you know? Mm. So that's like where in a nutshell where I would kind of like start truly off to mm. say, this, this is where we're going. Wow, awesome. I think that question was burning and it was answered so perfectly. So yeah, we can move on. We can. And I think, yeah, I mean, we all respect each other as professionals, but I think from any doctors who are listening, if you do have clients who have certain medical conditions, um, just educate yourselves on what other health professionals can assist. Because Mm. I think a lot of health professionals will have people who have certain conditions and not know who to refer to or what other professionals can actually assist more because walking out truly walking out and knowing that she needs to lower her bmi she doesn't know what bmi stands for yeah so yeah i think that that's the main thing as well just making i sure. feel like there's one trendy diet that we, we missed we did and and i think this is the one trendy diet that <laughs> most people get the most the most the most upset about or the most yeah. uh, there's the most emotional backing to this one so let's talk about the blood type diet <laughs> Pros, cons, are as objective as possible because people have been following this diet for years. Yeah. And if you can do it and make it punchy, I think time time wise. Yeah, we still okay. We've got we've got ten minutes now. Okay. Cool. So blood type diet basically based on your blood type, what that means is certain foods are either on or off limits for you, depending on what that blood type is. Pros for that. I would say that I think with every single blood type diet, it always does like give you also, you know, like you should exercise. So I like that it encourages activity and mobility because I do think that that should be happening no matter what diet you're on. Mm. And then it also emphasizes whole foods. So again, like minimally processed foods. So I like that as well, because I do like people eating all their fruits, their veggies, all that good stuff. Mm. That's all I can think about in terms of our pros. Mm. Then in terms of our cons, it cuts out, so many food groups. I mean, guys, like clients that come to me and they're like, I'm blood type O. And I'm like, okay, like what? I don't care about what blood type you are. They're like, no, but you need to know. Or you're almost going to say like, okay, in case of an emergency, good to know. And then we'll order (laughs) plans for you. I'll make (laughs) it. It's so crazy, guys. And they're like, no, like because of this, now I can't have caffeine and I can't eat, you know, like red meats and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So for sure, it cuts out so many food groups. And there's like, I don't, I don't even know all the different like blood type diet vibes, but I know that like two of them are like incredibly restrictive. Like, mm-hmm. and, and shame if you fall into those two blood types and now all of a sudden you need to go on the side because that's insane. Mm-hmm. And then just the biggest con is that there is just no research to back it up. So mm-hmm. it brings us back to like the coconut oil and we're like, where did you get this information? Who made this mm-hmm. app mm-hmm. that is making you guys so strongly believe because it's just like coconut oil. People are so passionate about that stuff. You know, they do not want to part with it. You know, um, so I'm like, who brought this up to you guys to, you know, be so convictive and go head to head with a dietitian to be like, you know what, this diet is the diet and you're missing out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, guys. Honestly, it's like, I think when people see Dr. So-and-so yeah. wrote this book, they really trust health oh, professionals when yeah. they see doctor, but they don't realize that yeah, nutrition same. experts are dietitians. Yeah. So I think that also confuses the public, but they're like, no, but a doctor said it. And yeah. Like, are you a doctor? No. So I'm uh, going to believe yeah. the doctor. Yeah. 100%. The truth is we all have our different specialities and different fields. And, yes. you know, um, mm-hmm. being a medical doctor, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin to operate on you. 
But mm. tell me anything that is nutrition related. As a dietitian, we live, we breathe, we eat nutrition in sense of the content. But also, uh, what I find that is very special with dietitians, we we not only do our small bits, we learn diseases because we are trained to understand how the food and nutrients play a role in specific diseases. You know. Yeah, even pharmacology, PTSD, back to varsity. But I mean, like we know all the like drugs and everything, just yeah. in case. You know, like the foods that we are giving or like you know the the drugs that our patient is on you know like mm. has some sort of side effects that we need to know about and try mm. to manage in terms of their diet so definitely we're pretty much superheroes aren't we we really are i we're mean i don't want to say we're the best but we are the best we i feel like this conversation about weight management um has been fantastic and it's it's, mm. it's an important mm. conversation as a takeaway um, from when you speak about weight loss, when you speak about fat diets, when you speak about trendy diets, um, if I'm correcting myself there, and all of what we've spoken about, what what do you say is is something that you want somebody to take away from this um, episode today? I really just want to take away, well, I want someone to take away that, you know, if you are really, let's say you are struggling with your weight and let's say you are wanting to make a change to that. Just like I said earlier, it doesn't need to be the most difficult thing in the world. You don't need to suffer through that, you know. You don't need to do it alone. So my biggest thing is that you can find someone who's going to, you know, like incorporate all your favorite foods into this, someone who's going to make it work into your life, no matter what that looks like. So I would really just encourage people to go and look for that person because that person is out there, you know, find that person and make contact with that person because that's going to be ultimately, to me, that's the key to you reaching your weight loss goals. You know, I think anything else is just going to be so damaging, not only to, you know, like maybe your body, but also just like your mental relationship with food itself. So leave all of that, just cut all of that out and just jump straight to a professional that, you know, is going to do all of those good things for you and make it a really nice journey for you because you can enjoy it and lose weight at the same time. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Definitely. And speaking of professionals, how can people get in contact with said professionals like yourself? <laughs> Look at us. Uh, uh, okay, so um, I'm also on Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah, this is my little two seconds of fame here. <laughs> no. No, so um, I am on Instagram, so I do have a platform on there. Um, I think, yeah, I think my handle is an Abby a day is a so like an apple a day, but it's an Abby a day is a day. Um, your own horn, yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I do also have obviously you can contact me on email, so that's very simple. It's just an Abby a day at gmail But that's all. All that info is also on my Instagram profile. So. All my website's on there as well, so point yourself to that direction and you'll be able to get in contact with me. <laughs> oh awesome. my goodness. Thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. This so was much, such Evie. a great conversation. Yes. Such a great conversation. <laughs> really, really A lot of really healing, good. a lot of diet culture healing in this loaded conversation. <laughs> there we go it needed to happen hey definitely. <laughs> thank you so much so um definitely have a second episode focusing on women's health but this was amazing yeah this was awesome thank okay you. thank you so now time. thank you ladies so much for having me what an episode wow <laughs> what an episode what yeah we got so much out of that we covered a lot of ground mm. i didn't think we were actually going to cover so many different diets 
Yeah. That's why we say... The only frequency that matters is the dietitian frequency, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week. Bye. Bye.